Time is 6 o'clock. Baird Brothers, America's source for shiplap interior siding. This is News Radio 570 WKBN, Youngstown, and iHeart. The following is a paid program and does not necessarily represent the views of iHeart Media. Securities and advisory services offered through Investicorp, member FINRA, SIPC. Information provided during the J. Arnold Wealth Management Company show is intended for informational purposes only and should not be considered advice. Please consult with your own investment advisor or tax advisor before making any investment decisions. This is the J. Arnold Wealth Management Show. All right, Ron Verb, News Radio 570 WKBN. All right, John, glad you're with us today. There's a lot going on and a lot to talk about and explain. Markets uh, down today. Uh, they say, what, we gave up our 2018 gains. I'll just turn it over to you. What happened today? Give us some analysis. Well, a lot of uncertainty. Um, it's the same, honestly, it's the same story it's been for the past three weeks, three trading weeks. Um, a lot of uncertainty, starting with the you know, tariff war. Uh, China is going to put, I think, 25% tariffs on some of the part products that they export to us, and um, and 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 that's that. It's one of those things to where I think the market's looking for a reason to pull back. It found one. It tested its 200-day moving average today, and in in the past it, it, it kept hitting that and it bounced back. Today it went through it. It rallied up about 300 points, believe it or not. At the end, at the end of the market hour, as bad as the market was closing in the middle of the day to the beginning of the day, it was down 750 on the Dow, and that's obviously a horrible, horrible downtrend or a horrible, I guess, uh, market. But it, right now, uh, it's just a volatility to uncertainty. Interest rates, tariffs. Uh, are, are the main two things that the trade war that's causing us. All right. Now, just to bounce a couple of other things uh, off of you to get reaction. Uh, Trump's comments about uh, Amazon saying about, uh, you know, that they're putting out brick-and-mortar stores, uh, implying, I guess, that they, that they don't pay sales tax, even though every time I get some from Amazon, I'm paying sales tax on it. I don't get that at all. But needless to say, uh, Trump's comments about Amazon, Facebook, I want you to talk about those two stocks uh, today and what happens. Well, uh, first and foremost, believe it or not, I don't agree with Trump's stance on, uh, on, on what's going on with Amazon. Either, either you have a free market or you don't, and you can't have your cake and eat it too. And unfortunately, the Donald here is trying to get his cake and eat it too. So he wants a free market, a free market capital system, to where it's every man for himself and the best man wins. And then he's trying to obviously take down Amazon, take its legs out from under him because he doesn't further playing a fair game. Well, isn't it like what I'm reading? You know, if you read like in the gutter here, they say it's what this Bezos that owns Amazon also owns the Washington Post, which publishes a bunch of negative articles about Trump. And as a Trump supporter, I know he's a vindictive guy, and they say that's the real reason he starts talking about Amazon and uh, and putting a putting a kibosh on. Uh, on uh, on Amazon and tweeting the stuff he does for whatever reason though it's having a big effect on Amazon stock. Yeah, to be honest with you, I, if you look at Amazon's balance sheet, and their income statement, and their earnings per share, and and probably three weeks here they're going to come out with quarterly reports that are going to blow the socks, you know, blow the doors off the off the off the competition. So 
it's not really going to affect the stock per se, or excuse me, the company per se. But fear and greed drive the market, and in, in this case, fear is driving Amazon down. I love it. It's it, for me. It, it's a way to get a coupon on this great stock that I, that I've been wanting to buy lower, more shares of. At fifteen hundred to sixteen hundred dollars a, a share, some of my clients can only afford, including myself, we can only afford ten to twenty, maybe the max of fifty shares. Uh, without really hogging your portfolio. So when, when a stock dumps like this, that's outstanding, I, I love it. But back, back to your initial point, <clears throat> I agree that, that there's definitely a personal war between Bezos and Trump. That's definitely not a secret. But I still don't believe the President of the United States should be sticking his nose in this. I just don't. I think you, 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 there's, other, there's other wars to fight. Right. I mean, I, I, and let me just interject. I agree with you. I love Amazon. The world loves Amazon. It's gonna. It's changing how it, the world has changed. He talks about putting out of business a lot of brick and mortar stores. I don't think that's really his agenda. And then he talks about they have a competitive advantage. For the most part, I don't know. I I thought Amazon started charging sales tax, and like I say, it's on everything I buy from them. That uh, they started changing that policy a few a, a while back, where they were going to start charging sales tax long before it was mandated, or they were forced to do it. That was just something they were doing, and it seems he's talking in part about that. And I, I don't uh, I don't know that that's even accurate. Then he goes on to talk more about. The uh, uh, United States Postal Service losing money on delivering their packages, when in essence the post office is saying no, we're lose, we got to pay into our retirement health benefit fund five billion a year that you're making us do that for future retirees, and first class mail is down and uh, and uh, solicitation mail is down, but we're making money on these package deliveries. It's really a kind of a weird scenario. It is because, you know, <laughs> facts don't lie. And, and, and what you just stated, there were facts. And at the end of the day, everybody's entitled to the same U.S. Postal Service. So even if they were losing money, Amazon's just as entitled to use them as much as they, you and I are. So, you know, I hate to say it because I support the guy 100%, but uh, he's wrong on this one. He needs to make nice with Bezos. And move on. And this is just one of those fights he doesn't want to fight. Because at the end of the day, Amazon's a kick-ass stock. It's going to make a ton of money. It's already making a ton of money. The, it, the ship has sailed on that. And, it's, and, and it, you, it, you alluded to it a little bit. Right. And it's going to, it's, retailing has changed. You can't put the uh, pace back in a tube. I mean, it's just changed because of the Internet. So let's be, let's be realistic. I mean, you know deep down with Trump this is about the owner in the Washington Post and that kind of stuff. But you're not going to stop people for the convenience, John, of flocking to Amazon and buying stuff there, And uh, no matter what Trump tries to say. So you view this, then, truly as in your estimation as a buying opportunity on that stock. I do. If you're willing to take risk and you want to what I think is a very high-quality company, granted, I understand it's fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars. Well, now thirteen hundred dollars a trade, but or a, a share. But at the end of the day, it's all about the amount of money you put in. If for so, if you buy two shares and you use three thousand bucks to do it, and and then that three thousand in four years is ten thousand dollars. Who cares how many shares you bought, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's about the amount of money. So I, I, I wanted to I wanted to clue people in on that because I get. I get uh, some frustration with clients and some prospective clients when they say, well, why do I only have 10 shares of Amazon? I said, well, you know, if your portfolio is only worth a buck to 120 and I want to diversify, it's basically all we're able to get without 
overweighting you. So the, 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 my, my entire goal to that last two-minute deal was don't worry about the amount of shares you have. Put the amount of money you have in it that you can afford to take risk in. If it doubles or triples, who gives a damn? I don't care about the amount of shares. So that's that. So I, uh, I, we definitely agree on, you know, Trump, I think you're agreeing with what I'm saying. And yeah. I'm definitely agreeing with what you're saying that, uh, you know, it's just, a, it's just a, an avenue or a road that I don't think Trump should go down. And he needs to fight some other wars, which he's very good at elsewhere, but this is not one he's going to win. And, and this, how, how this relates to what you just brought up is in this, in this investment show, so they don't think this is political, is, hey, if, if people are scared of Amazon now because they think Trump's going to attack it, all right, do you really believe in your heart of hearts in the event that they do have to somehow annul whatever tax they're doing and then they have to pay some kind of other tax? Do you really think that people are going to stop buying Amazon? My answer is no. I think it has such a lead on things. People got comfortable. The pricing is very, very competitive. The return policy is, is outstanding. Every time I call there for customer service, the people cannot be nicer on the phone. Yeah, and they let's, just got a great, they got a great model that works. It's not going to get beat. Right. And when you order something, you get it so quick. You know, they've changed. Amazon alone has changed how people shop, the, the convenience of it. Uh, and they're not always the cheapest, make no mistake, you know. And uh, so you're paying sales tax, the convenience of it, how people shop. But in addition to that, they change shipping. Anymore, it's like if you got to wait seven days to get something, it seems like an eternity. Amazon is changing it, not just for Amazon with this two-day shipping or sooner, but also for all these other companies out there, Walmart and that kind of stuff, that realize for them to compete, they got to get it there pretty quick. Exactly. Here's another thing subconsciously that's going on. Amazon is forcing the other retailers to step up their game, okay? Let me give you an example of, of what's happening with cable television. You know, traditionally over the past 10 years, I call and I moan and bitch and whine about my cable bill or it went out or, you know, they, they billed me wrong or whatever, okay? So I had to complain. I, and I had to wait on hold for 10 minutes. Then I got I had to talk to some Indian person who doesn't speak English. Uh, I got to press a press a bunch of buttons just to get to that person. Basically, total insanity for about 20 minutes to talk to cable. I, rec- I recently just called my cable company, and the people could not be nicer. It was Infinity, Comcast Infinity. They, it was like a completely different animal, okay? It was, I, got a, I got a human being immediately. The person could be more sincere and thankful for our business, offered to discount our services, et cetera, just exactly what a good business should do. Here in, in, in here lies the reason of why that happened, because Sling TV and Roku and the smart TVs are putting cable and, and, and Dish has come out. Excuse me, DirecTV came out with a dishless, a dishless uh, satellite system. They're making it more competitive for cable to stay in business. So it's one of those things where will we keep doing things that are pissing people off, or we change our, our ways and hopefully retain some clients by be, being nice to people. The same exact thing is happening with Walmart and Target and every other retail venue. What their thing is now is, okay, we can't, we can't compete with, with Amazon because they get such a lead on online retail, but what we, what we can do is get personalized service for the people who still want to remain and talk and do business with people like the old-fashioned way and do things. By the way, I'm one of them. I'm the, I'm the kind of guy that still reads the Wall Street Journal on the weekends, old paper-wise versus a Kindle. There's a, a certain group of people they want to deal face-to-face, go into the store and buy it and walk out with it. 
and the retail, the people that want to stay in business in retail are appealing to that those particular sectors. So Amazon's doing more than meets the eye in a good way for us. Uh, they're making their they're making their competition better as well, which is a win for the consumer. Right, and there's so, there, I think there John there always be products that you need to buy in person, like like a furniture where you want to sit on it, see how comfortable it is, maybe some degree of clothing. But I noticed, like I said, where Amazon wants to get into prescription drugs, you know that can change that that can be a game changer for a lot of these companies that are out there too. I mean, they can they continue to expand the products in their reach, and as they do that, it can be a mind monumental game changer in how people shop or where where they traditionally used to shop for stuff. Are we in agreement? 100%. And, and, and you say think it will be a game changer, it will. If they if they get the pharmaceutical industry in their line uh, of retail, it, it will just blow things up in a good way for re, for Amazon more than you can believe. And it would all and like it will still make it will make CVS and Walmart and all the competitors Rite Aid be better at their game to compete. It's going to be a win-win for the consumer. At the end of the day, how this conversation started is Trump's attacking Amazon. It's really just words. There's nothing he could do about it. It's a free market capitalist system. <clears throat> if you missed out on the ride to up to fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred on Amazon, now here's your chance. If you're a risk taker, you just got a big coupon. So congratulations to Trump for giving you that. But overall, I think I think Amazon's a winner. Right. So, this, so this, in your opinion, just your your opinion, your analysis, this is as a result of that. You look at it personally. Uh, you could be right. You could be wrong. I know that as a buying opportunity uh, because the stock will will go down. I want to ask you what happened to Facebook today. It it, it continues to have problems as a result of the the initial sharing of information. You, you Now, as you take a look at this, you got out of Facebook and you sold, and it continues to go down. I want to talk to you a little bit about that and more. Stand by. John Arnold's coming back on News Radio 570 WKBN, and it is genuinely a busy day when it comes to uh, the wild, wacky world of Wall Street. And we got a lot of discussion to find out what took place today with John. He's with us till 7 tonight. We're going to cover Facebook, the whole trade thing, and try to get to the bottom and what he's doing and where he thinks it's all going. News Radio 570 WKBN Investor. Stay tuned. More to come. Storm Team 27 forecast brought to you by Cordy's. Low tonight's down to 35. 66 is going to be our high for tomorrow with the rain and thunderstorms. 80% chance 45 so low. Then it just gets cold for the rest of the week, gang. 80% chance of scattered rain or maybe snow on Wednesday. 45 for high, 25 for a low. 40% chance of rain or snow on Thursday. 41 for high, 23 for a low. 40% chance of snow on Friday. 36 is the high. 22 is the low. 35 is the high on Saturday with a chance of snow. 25 is the low. And finally, no precip in a forecast for Sunday, but 40 will be the high and 28 will be the low. It's 43 degrees right now at News Radio 570 WKVN. And Ron Ferb, I want to remind you that, uh, of course, with uh, as we talk about things here, Armstrong Television is there to serve you. Armstrong with EXP is a great whole home solution, blending Armstrong's wireless Zoom and television services with interactive access to your home entertainments in exciting ways. So so remember to check out Armstrong for their E. 
XP. And don't forget, when we talk about Armstrong, Zoom Internets, it's the best that you'll ever have. And, uh, of course, it just is uh, absolutely outstanding. One of our infinite possibilities from Armstrong. By the way, take us wherever you go with the iHeartRadio app. You can download it for free, boys and girls. Free is the key word here. And listen to News Radio 570 WQN, whether you're in Florida, California, under a bridge, or anywhere else. Your now smartphone is your new way to stay in touch with your hometown. News Radio 570 WQN. Okay, John Arnold is our guest. He is, of course, uh, our financial guru here as we go along here tonight. So, John, let's skip over now to Facebook. You got bailed out of Facebook. As you look at the activity with it today, no second thoughts about that one, right, Johnny? No, no. I'm looking like a good, uh, a pretty good broker on that. Uh, I... Uh... We got out between 173 to 178, depending on how fast you could click the mouse. Um, and uh, most of our most of our shares got out at the 178 mark. But I, really, I mean, it, there was only I, to tell you the truth. Facebook was getting long in the tooth before the Cambridge Analytica thing. And I was thinking, you know what? I think we made our money on this thing. You know, from 40 to. I think a buck eighty-two is where where high or high was. I can't remember, but it was something around then. And then obviously the bad news hit, and and we we started getting people out uh, of Facebook and took our nice games off the table. So part of our money management system, and and also part of the fact that uh, you know we didn't want money sitting dead. We thought it we thought it made its run, and we were going to move it anyway. It just happened to be ironic that it got bad news that week. All right, and. Uh... And it continues to go down as a result of that bad news. So, I mean, it's just a good thing to sell it. I'm sure all of your clients are applauding your keen decision. Oh, no. I mean, I mean yeah, I mean, I would say 90% of them are. Uh, most of them don't even know that I sold it until I get, until we talk, like, in a couple of weeks. And I'm bewildered because I asked him, I remember my buddy Jimmy, he's like, he he didn't even know I sold it. We were talking over lunch, and he said, "Well, I was like, what kind of broker do you think I would would be if I didn't sell it?" And he laughed. So, ninety um, percent of them, yes. Ten percent of them, I would say they would want me. They wanted me to time it perfectly and uh, run my crystal ball and get out of the exact high. But give me your um, th- give me your thinking though on uh, on one thing with that with Facebook. Uh, when we talked in the past, uh, you know, it's it's how people would stay in touch with uh, you know high school friends and family and that kind of stuff. The advertising on it was quite cheap and all this kind of stuff. Why is it that that you outside of this latest information that came out? Why is it that you're not crazy about it? Because you were in fa- Facebook and investing in Facebook early on and and with it a long way what snapped where you said okay no i'm not not crazy about it anymore i I think it like uh to elaborate on what i said before it it got long in the tooth well what does that Um, mean though just old or ran it i mean just there's nothing to replace it really like feel like yeah complacent is the all right that's way more professional outlook it's got complacent uh every time it would crack uh, some charting that I do that looked like I was going to run off and hit that two or three hundred dollar mark. It didn't. It would always back down from one a buck eighty two to like mid one seventies to one seventy eight, and it was like, man, it's like time value money here is what I'm after. If it's doing this for three to four months, it's like, wow, it's time to it's time it's time to pack our bags and take our profits and move on to, to something else. 
Uh, of which, by the way, I wouldn't mind talking about tonight. I got a little idea, and I know you like those. Oh, I want to hear I, it. Um, what's that? I want to hear that. You mean something that that you that you're looking at, kind something of as new, a, as, something new, something new that I that I purchased in my own portfolio, made a ton of money on off the IPO because it was very risky, and then now it's it's done very well for itself. It's in the forty fifty dollar range. It pulled back sixteen points, and it's a it's an aggressive buy for somebody that that I think wants to make some money. But I um uh on on the Facebook note, it's just I I, I had targeted Facebook Facebook myself five hundred to eight hundred dollars a share, and I, and maybe it and it might go there still, but I don't think it's going to go there anytime soon. And and obviously then the Cambridge Analytica uh, defunct happened, and then it was like the nail in the coffin. But if you can catch Facebook at around a buck twenty. That's probably a good buy for someone willing to take risk, um, but I, I don't see a bright future in the short term for Facebook. I just don't. I think it has a lot of competition. I think it's made a lot of people sour, uh, and I, I'm guilty of it. As by the way, I'm, I'm probably the most guilty of it out of all the million Facebook users out there. Millions, uh, you know, I get very political on there, and it's drowning a lot of drowning a lot of the audience out. That's you know, obviously it's designed to sell to. So. Uh, it's just, it's become old hat. I've talked about it before. It's, All right, so it's become just... become old hat, and that's that. It's run its course. Now, when you talk about something new, is it something new as far as that, uh, a new Facebook type thing, or what? Yeah, it's technical, and uh, it's 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 sporty, and it's something that everybody's using now. All right, hang on, and, uh, hang on, wait a minute. That, like we've got to go to break, but we'll it, talk about it when we go back. Well, that's called a cliffhanger, John. See, this is, I uh, got a little showbiz oh, in set it. it up. Yeah, see, right. yeah, there, yeah, there you go. What is it that he thinks is uh, the next uh, Facebook, if you will, or something to replace it? Details straight ahead after the break. News Radio 570 WQN. This is the Ron Verb Show on News Radio 570 WKBN. The following is a paid program and does not necessarily represent the views of iHeartMedia. News Radio 570 WKBN. This is the Investing Show with John Arnold. And all right, so you, uh, the tease was that uh, you're done with Facebook. There's something else that you like. What is it, John? And let me disclose, let me give that generic disclosure that do not invest in this without talking to your advisor or, uh, or, or myself or, or doing some research because you can lose all or some of your money. With that said, I'm interested in a stock that I bought for myself off 16 bucks called Square. <clears throat> and it, ironically, can, this deals directly with what you do on the side, Ron, in lawn, lawn care. So Square, what you do is you, got, you have this little square plastic portable thing that you stick in to your phone, and you can swipe credit cards on it from anywhere in the world. Right. So if you're a vendor at a flea market or if you're lawn care or if, you're, you know, if you sell balloons, whatever the hell, it don't matter. Uh, they just swipe your card wherever you want, wherever you're at, right there on your cell phone. It goes right through. It sends you an email or receipt, and you know it's, I think it's the it's the future of credit card vending, and the days of the old school credit card vending machines, you know, that have to dial up or call the credit card company or whatever have you, and cost a fortune are, are coming to an end. So, Square's got the lead on this, and it's very efficient. It's very inexpensive. It's very effective. And it went from $16 a share all the way in the mid-50s for me. I still hold it. 
uh, and it's it's currently pulled back uh, to the forty-seven dollars some change mark. So, if you're a listener out there and you could take some risk and you know what you're doing, uh, Square's Square has potential to be really big for you. All right, so Square then the price of the stock is sixteen. It's down from its uh, from its high. No, price of the stock's forty forty-seven. Oh, okay. The stock is forty-seven and some change. Oh, I thought it was sixteen. We bought it, we, oh. we bought it around sixteen area. Hmm. Okay, I get and, it. Uh, so it, I'm mentioning it now in the air because when I bought it, it was right off the IPO. It was very scary. It was unknown. Um, it was one of those things to where this could blow up in our face because um, it's easily duplicable. Meaning that you know, I. I I didn't know how much of uh, how much competition this thing had because the, the technology is not that that hard to figure out. So and I, and I didn't know the patents, but man, that thing's shot up like a bottle rocket on me, and it's a winner for us. So we have that, and it pulled back off the off the highs because of the market correction here. And I thought the audience should know about it, being that uh, you know obviously they're loyal listenership, and if they are wanting to you know get a potential good stock there off a pullback. Squares, square, in my opinion, is something they should take a look at. Right, you could be right, you could be wrong. So check with your financial advisor. But uh, but that seems to be, and you're right. I do see it everywhere. Isn't that uh, yeah, kind of the Warren Buffett rule? You know, where if you go to, I, I bought a painting at uh, the Warren Greek Fest once. A guy was selling them there, and he just swiped your credit card right there on his phone. I mean, you know, and boom, done. Kind of cool. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And you think about what used to happen. All the way back from the old Kmart days, where they, you know, they had a thing that did like a blueprint and, and ancient copy paper, et cetera, and then, you know, and then it eventually went up to dial up, and then the internet. But you had this big block thing, or you had to call in the credit card. And now it's as simple as, you know, a teenager can run a business from their cell phone with Square, yeah. and and the, the accounting and the the purchase is done right there on right there on, online. So it's hard to it's hard to get frauded on it. Uh, it, it's very, very efficient for the, both the, 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 the patron and, and obviously the, some, the, the, the salesperson. It's just a very clean, efficient process, and it's very inexpensive, and I think it's the wave of the future uh, with regard to credit card sales. So something to think about. I always like throwing one of those out there once in a while. Again, I could look like a fool in about a month if it goes to zero, but, uh, you know, if you're a betting person, give it a shot. All right, now now I want to cut. I want to make sure I cover this. So, in general, though, some of the what took place with the stock market today was a result of China f- uh, uh, fighting back with this trade war, saying, "Well, we're going to put some tariffs on these particular items," and by them doing that, that's kind of also what put the market to, in a downward spiral. Just so I get a clear understanding yeah. of today. Yeah, I mean, no one obviously, no one knows specifically. What caused it? But common sense comes in to say, "Hey, listen, if China's putting three billion dollars in tariffs on us uh, in response to Trump's, you know, harsh words and harsh tariffs, here's the start of a trade war." Now, uh, what I hope is that something good comes out of it. What I hope is that you get two giants there that, you know, Trump's. By the way, and, and, and you had uh, Dave on on the legal show a couple Thursdays ago, and and some very rarely do we agree, but we agree here is. Uh, you know, Trump did right by our workers. Trump stood up to China, who are taking advantage of our intellectual property and obviously uh, selling us steel at you know at you know crazy prices of which they're making for ten cents on the dollar, and trying to get our trying to get our guys out there trying to compete with that is nonsense. 
and finally we have a guy that stood up to him, and and we knew there was going to be a response. And, and for me, I'm will, and I think you'll find out a lot of Americans feel this way. I'm willing to pay more uh, to keep our guys employed because you know what, the guy working in General Motors or XYZ factory down the street is going to be a client of mine or somebody someday, and who's not as a, as a Chinaman. Some China guy from China is never going to be my client, so I care about Americans. And you're going to have to lose some battles to win a war here, and that's exactly what's going on. And that's the best way I could put it to you. This Trump's doing us a big favor as Americans. It's not going to come at a. It's going to come at a price. It's going to hit your wallets, and it's going to it's going to hit the stock market temporarily. But in the end, if we got more Americans working at great wages, excuse me, decent wages and good benefits, uh, and we're competing internationally. Uh, that's going to be a good thing in the end. So it, what's surprising to me is how hard Wall Street's taken it because we knew going in it wasn't going to be a slam dunk. We knew going in that, hey, uh, China's just not going to say, oh, well, here we go. Uh, here are the terrorists and we're not going to fight back. We knew it was going to be a war, and that's just the way it's going to go. Uh, anything that's worth worth getting getting done is worth fighting for. And uh, well, it's, we have a it, here, so I'm done with it. it's a major change where basically Trump is saying to China, listen, you don't respect our patents. You're subsidized by the government and dumping stuff here uh, again, you know, at a lower cost to put our businesses out. When the dust settles, uh, this and this is where I like you, John Arnold, with your analysis. This could be a good thing for America and a, and a good thing overall where we can prosper more as opposed to our marketplace being raped by the Chinese, basically. So l- let's, let's see what happens as this plays out. You know, we, there might be some downturn today, but who knows what can happen, uh, you know, uh, ahead. And there's also earnings seasons yet, earnings season yet to come, right? To determine where, we are as far as how the companies are doing, and that could change things around too. Agreed? One hundred percent agreed. You know, with a market like this, that's going. Listen, the market went went up Friday, or excuse me, thirty because Friday was a good Friday, but Thursday the market went up four hundred and some points. Okay, and it, it even went as high as almost five fifty, and it pulled back a little bit. When you got a market that's going up and down more than one percent on a day to day basis, you don't do anything. You don't sell, you don't buy, you don't act emotional. You stick to your game plan, you take your stops off, and you, and you forge ahead. And in this case, you know, volatility is here, and it's going to be here. But what could take that volatility, volatility down to a mild volatility in a second is what's, what's going to probably come as great record-earning reports, which means the companies are posting – Record revenue and record profit, which ultimately is a good thing, which is what keeps me hanging on to this market. Normally, uh, I would say, like in 2009 and 2002, we're running for the hills and Armageddon's here and all hell broke loose, but I, I don't feel that way. I don't. I think fundamentally uh, we're, we're doing outstanding as a country. I think we're going to do better. Like I said, I believe in the end this Trump tariff war is going to end up helping us in the long run. And, uh, and and like you talked about, GDP, unemployment, everything, whether it's minority unemployment or regular unemployment, everything good, uh, including February home sales better than average, everything that's coming out has been good. It's, as a matter of fact, good would be an, uster, uh, 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 an underestimated work. So great. Things have been doing great fundamentally. And so you start to see unemployment uh, start to, uh, to hike up a little bit. 
um, you know, earnings per share going down, all the things that fundamentally we see that, that start a recession, GDP, GDP decreasing slightly, until you see those things, very bullish on the stock market, needs to say I don't have a crystal ball, but uh, if, if I was arguing as to a jury right now of why I'm for the stock market and why I'm, and, and, and my opponent's not, I think I would win in a slam dunk. I think I would humiliate the person with facts, and that's how I look at things. So here's, here's what is. I don't go on what ifs, and what is is the stock market's bullish. Okay, so you, so you you're still John Arnold thinking the market is still bullish, right? You're not; it's not taken over by the bears. I do not. Now, listen. I think I think you're in the middle of what's called a short term correction. I do, and I and I wouldn't hesitate to say Wall Street's going to take it down another three to five percent. I do. If you have. If you have a, a market that was up 16% last year and the market's averaged 8% over the past century, over every 10 years, an 8 to 10% moderate correction is, is in order. It's due. But if you're going to try to time that perfectly on the upside and get on the downside, one, I want to invest my money with, with you for forever. I will, I will literally save my practice because you're able to do something that no one else is to do. Uh, and, and two, I'm being facetious. So the truth of the matter is, is that can't be done. You can't find the market within a 10% correction. And, and it's healthy. I've talked about this before. When the market downturns a little bit, it creates a bubble from forming. If the bubble keeps going, or excuse me, if the balloon keeps going and going and going and going, eventually just a small little prick's going to cause the balloon to obviously pop and, and explode. And, uh, and then the whole, all hell breaks loose, and that's exactly what we don't want, like a 2009 all right, or 2001. All right, so, so, so uh, do, would you agree with this quote? Volatility is driven by the combination of fears of a trade war and problems with technology and other things, including possible problems with Korea. This is normal. This is the way the market normally behaves. It is not a surprise, but at the end of the day, it's got to be earnings that drive the market this year. Uh, would you agree with that quote? I think it backs up everything I just said. All right. I absolutely agree with it. Well, well, let me ask you this, because you, you read a lot and you're, you're invested in the community and, and just normal everyday life. Do you think earnings are going to be good, bad, or great? Uh, I think that this is... I think that this is a setback as a result of the fear of a trade war. I think this is uh, a, a lot of this to me is fear driven, uh, and I think let's let things shake out and see what happens to see if that's just or unjust when when the dust settles. Anytime you make major changes like we are in this country. Uh, it can lead to some fear and some uncertainty, but when the dust settles, it can also lead to many good things, as I think you were saying, and I have a tendency to agree with that. With that being said, though, are, did you still pull out your stop losses as this yeah. market went down today? Did you remove your stop losses, and how concerned were you as the day went on as a result of that? Well, <clears throat> the beef perfectly honest with you it's not that i put them it's not that i removed them i just didn't put them back on from last week and and to be completely honest with you i'm nervous uh i'm very nervous i don't know what analogy to work to, to use but the, the main word is, is is very uh very nervous because i could end up at any one day looking like a complete ass is the truth like when you when you have a strategy when you say our stop losses are in place to do this this and this or limit orders and and 
and you don't do that, it looks like a fail or, you know, a fail of a strategy. In this case, I've been, I've been lucky in the fact that it hasn't triggered that, but it very well could. So anybody who does what I do would be lying to you if they said they weren't very fearful from pulling your limit orders off or other stop losses, uh, in which I've done. So, yes, as we speak, very nervous. Very interesting. All right. So, and and that's a risky scenario, right? To, right there. I mean, just uh, it, uh, <laughs> that makes me nervous, John. I'm just going to tell you, <laughs> just makes me nervous, well, man. I mean, that 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 I, is. I can't. I could not. Go ahead, that is please. just. Uh, I've told you this before. That is just a risky, uh, r- risky thing to do. And you've won on that. Uh, all along because you didn't want those stop losses to kick in because the stock bounced back up. I mean, you, you've been consistent in that work, that strategy working out for you, uh, and you're and you're staying with it in large part as I listen to the broadcast tonight because you think the market's gonna gonna turn a corner and and, and come back. I do. All right. That's all. Uh, that, that's what I want to know. John Arnold is with us. This is the Truth and Investing Show. It happens Monday night at six o'clock. You know, I was glad that all of this happened on a Monday, John. <laughs> you might, maybe not you, but I says, okay, all the answers will be coming tonight at six o'clock to see what uh, you know what uh, what's what's ahead. So you're not one of these guys that uh, well you, that said just so I can get it through my head. There could be a bigger correction within the next what few few weeks, let's say. Or, or a few days, if you will, uh, buying opportunities as how you view, view those. But long-term, the market's still going to be a bull, not a bear. Yeah, I, I think you, you, you've probably summed it up with everything you just said there. Uh, in, in a broken watch is right twice a day, but um, I, I do believe that you summed it up. That's why I do, in the long run, by the end of the year, you'll be happy as an investor that you stayed bullish. Again, it's an opinion. I have no crystal ball. Right? Do I you could be wrong? And I have been. Uh, are are your clientele? Just give me a read on your clientele. Uh, they calling you a lot today? Not nervous? They know you got it under control because with John Arnold, he actively manages money, which means he can sell and buy without having to call you, so he can react to this stuff as it's taking place. What about the from the client perspective? What's the atmosphere there? Well, that's funny that you bring that up because, to tell you the truth, I have about 18 calls scheduled tomorrow. <laughs> uh, and, and No, I'm not kidding you. We literally schedule our calls um, as appointments. That way I don't miss the client. They don't miss me, and it doesn't interrupt my trading. So um, we uh, all day, you know, the, the clients call, but they're not normally over market condition stuff. Of course they're nervous, but the main thing is they, they wouldn't have invested money with me in the first place if they didn't trust my judgment. So... I would say overall answer to your question is they trust me. Very rarely do I get a client that wants to jump off the, jump off, off the stock market cliff because of the news. With that said is what we're doing differently, what I find is you want to contact your client in volatile times. I rarely talk to my clients when things are going good because you know what? I call them up and say, hey, we're, we're kicking ass here. We're up 18%. They're saying, that's great, John. Anything else? And I'm saying no, you know, and, and off onto the next phone call. And I don't want to bore them. I, I, I definitely don't want to waste my time, so I don't call that often in good times. These are the times where I'm communicating. So we have calls scheduled throughout the week to talk to the clients, be proactive, talk about why, when, and when, if 
our strategy, our contingency planning, in the event that this does fold, why I feel the way I do, and I'll have fundamental research behind me to do it. Um, so, and and then, yes, you're right. When when it happens on a Monday and we're going on the show at night, I am not happy. I know you're happy. Oh, I love it. You like to give me a little grief. I, I love it. Me, I, I'm like, man, this sucks. Hey, right. Sucks I mean, I, I was watching it go down today. I couldn't wait for six o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, man. You know, but uh, right that back of misery. Right, but no, but it's go to ahead. get some analysis over over what this is. Uh, you know, because uh, like Trump's trade advisor, this uh, Peter Navarro says, if we hit all the points of Trump's agenda, the market will go up. I kind of like what he has to say, and you know, Trump. Trump wants uh, a NAFTA overhaul deal within two weeks. So there's what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of things that could happen to where we've seen it before where it goes down, John, what, three, 400 points. And the next day or the next two days, it goes right back up. Exactly. Yeah, I'll tell you, I had a talk with an orthopedic surgeon the day. It was my client. He gave me a text message, and he was, he's fired up because I had him buy Amazon. And, um, you know, I was on to get his butt kicked really bad over the past two or three weeks. And after, like, three or four of the same text messages every day, I just say, hey, listen, Doc, here's the truth. It's an investment, period. It's an investment. You know, if you're watching the, the stock market or your particular equity every single day or every hour of the day, you're either crazy or you don't know what you're doing or uneducated, or all three. And I said, you're, you're none of those. I said, so basically, let's start acting like an investor, Let's treat it like an investment, and know that it's going to have some ups and downs, but the end game is, after a year or two years, you have way more money in your bank account, or excuse me, in your brokerage account, than you would have had in a CD. If you treat it like that, you're going to be okay. But if you watch it on a day-to-day basis and at a per-second basis, it's going to drive you a crap. So I uh, had to have that come to Jesus talk with him, and he, and he understood. He listened. It was firm, but it's, I told him it that way because I cared about him, and, um, and all was good. So I'm telling our listenership right now the same thing hey you're in invest you're in investments the market is not designed as a uh, as a as a day trading tool now people do do it most of them lose money but the people that are in my practice the people that are my clients we aren't day trading we bought an investment we think it's worth this much money it'll be worth this much money maybe in five years three years a year what happens in between uh, on a day-to-day basis is really going to be irrelevant to us unless it's really bad news like a Facebook. And I'm in control. I got controls of the captain ship or the, of the ship, and I'm the captain. And uh, I care about their money just as if it was my own. And uh, that's the way we play it. Oh, so I know it's a very long answer to what you said, but it needs to be said. Oh, no. So, so when I read the headlines, you know, that Wall Street gets the black eyes, traders stampede out of tech, You your reaction to that is... Uh, excuse me, can you repeat? Can you uh, uh, if, if I say headline tomorrow's paper, I can see it. Wall Street gets black eyes, traders stampede out of tech. John Arnold would say what? I would say get your coupons out and start buying some tech. All right. that's Because uh, you just got to get from God. <laughs> that's the, what I would have told. <laughs> well, see, that's, uh, that's what I wanted to know. God, I love well, money. If you liked it at, at 500, you're going to want to marry it at 400, right? Right. Old well, hey, you know what? That's what I like about Mondays. I hope on Mondays the market either goes through the roof or goes down. That makes Mondays exciting for, 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 us, around, <laughs> for us around here. Might, maybe makes you a little bit stressed out, but that's just the way it goes. 18 calls, all right? Now, now keep this in mind. So if you want to get a hold of John Arnold. Now, John Arnold, uh, tell a little bit about how you, uh, meeting with new clients, uh, how 
you can buy and buy, sell and trade and do all that stuff without approval and how we find you and all that kind of stuff, John. Okay. Um, we, we offer free consultations and interviews for, obviously, potential clients to interview me. Me interview them. It's no pressure, no obligation type of deal. We just look over your stuff. I'll give you my candid opinion. Hopefully I can win you over. If not, you'll definitely walk out of there with a better, better situation than you did before walking in. You can reach us at 330-965-9890. Again, 330-965-9890. You can visit our website at www.jarnoldwealth.com, www.jarnoldwealth.com, or our Facebook page. You can give us a like on that. And uh, we charge on, uh, you know, we do discretionary trading, which means, you know, I'm looking at the portfolio, making t- uh, decisions on based on time and price of what's best interest to you. I'm a fiduciary, so the legal uh, the legal uh, system is in the client's court, not mine. And I think that basically wraps everything I had to say up. Right. Other than finding you once again, it's John Arnold. Oh, hey, sorry. Yeah. Canfield, yeah. Ohio, right there, Tippy Canoe. All right, so that's where you're going to find John and and call for an appointment and let him uh, actively manage your money, always accepting new clients. I was talking with um, I was talking with someone earlier in the week, and we were talking about that product that you sell for um, nursing home coverage. I oh, pro- long term care. Yeah, yeah, I promise you, folks, I'll have some. I've ignored that. I think it's one of the things that people, you, you know, the quickest. Well, there's two quick ways to financial ruin: divorce being one of them, and the other one is getting in a long term nursing care facility. But John has has something that. Uh, we haven't talked about for a number of shows that I want you to hear about next week as well, and I and I'm and I want to get to that. And so please remind me of that, John. I think that's something for the sake of protecting assets. We should talk about probably more frequently than we do, if you will. Yeah, we should probably focus on having an estate planning show. Probably one out of four Mondays a month. Uh, I agree with that it's it's not the sexiest topic topic to start talk about, but it's probably uh, the most wanted. Right. How, you know, like you talked about protecting your estate, uh, when you want to pass those harder assets on to your kids, doing versus doing what's called a Medicaid spend down. Right. We have different products and vehicles that we can help assist in doing that, and Amen. and uh, they make sense for the client finally. Like All right, John. Out. Well, take a break, John. <laughs> enjoy the no rest. Of, enjoy the rest of your Monday. I can hardly yeah, wait for Tuesday. All right. Thank you, John. We look forward Thank to next you. Monday. That's John Arnold, our financial guy, News Radio five seventy WKBN. Stay tuned, Sean's.